Welcome, friends, to Highway 89, Utah's most scenic musical byway. We're in for a real treat today. I'm Tim Slover, and this hour the highway takes us through antebellum cotton fields alongside the Underground Railway, through gospel camps and churches, into the long march for African-American civil rights, and ultimately to Carnegie Hall. What unites all these places? A very special, very American genre of music the spiritual. And there's no performer of spirituals in America today more musically eloquent and passionate than our extra special guest in studio, the baritone and gold medal winner of the American Traditions Competition, Robert Sims. He'll be accompanied by pianist extraordinaire, Jane Galloway. Mr. Sims is a classically trained singer who has performed throughout the United States, Europe, Africa, and Asia, He's appeared with several orchestras, including a tour in Japan with the Pacific Music Festival Orchestra. Recently, he soloed with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir on the television program Music and the Spoken Word, and he's performed several times on the Hour of Power at the Crystal Cathedral in Garden Grove, California. He made his recital debut at Carnegie Hall in 2005 and returned in 2009 when opera superstar Jesse Norman asked him to sing in honor a celebration of the African-American cultural legacy. Well, there's a lot more to learn about Robert Sims, but it's his voice, not mine, we need to hear immediately. Robert will sing Don't Let Nobody Turn You Round, arranged by Lena McLean, and I'm Going Home on Morning Train.
I'm going home on morning train. I'm going home on morning train. I'm going home, I'm going home. I'm going home on morning train. Got my ticket in my hand. I got my ticket in my hand. I'm going home, I'm going home, I'm going home on morning train. If you ain't going, I'm going on. If you ain't going, I'm going on. If you ain't going, why ain't you going? If you ain't going, I'm going on. So get right, church, and let's go home. Get right, church, and let's go home. Get right, church. Get right, church. Get right, church, and let's go home. Don't hate your neighbor, let him be. Don't hate your neighbor, let him be. Don't hate your neighbor, learn to love your neighbor. Don't hate your neighbor, let him be. You know Christ died for you and me. You know he died for you and me. When he died, Mary cried. You know he died for you and me. So get right, church, and let's go home. Get right, church, and let's go home. Get right, church. Get right, church. Get right, church, and let's go home. Cause I'm going home on morning train. I'm going home on morning train. I'm going home, I'm going home. I'm going home on morning train. I'm going home, I'm going home. I'm going home on morning train. I'm going home, I'm going home. I'm going home on morning train. Amazing. You just heard the spiritual, I'm going home on morning train. In case you were wondering, the uh, percussion was also by Robert. That was preceded by Don't Let Nobody Turn You Round. You're listening to Highway 89, a live performance program from the studios of BYU Broadcasting. I'm Tim Slover, and our special guest today is baritone Robert Sims. Robert, you've shared the stage with legends. George Shirley, William Warfield, Benjamin Matthews, Mercedes Ellington and David Baker in Duke Ellington's My People, the Sacred Concerts, and one of the legends among legends, Odetta who said of you, I was so pleased to hear the magnificent voice of Robert Sims. I rejoice that Robert is carrying on in the tradition of Roland Hayes. Among your many accomplishments, you're a professor at the Northern Illinois School of Music, and you've co-authored a book about Roland Hayes, the subtitle of which is An American Legend Restored. Now, for those who may not know who Roland Hayes is, could you tell us a little bit about him and why he's an inspiration to you? Roland Hayes is the father of African-American concert singers. Mr. Hayes was able to accomplish in the early 1900s something that no other in his race had accomplished. He was on the level of Tito Schipa and um, 
Caruso, and Mr. Hayes also arranged and sang spirituals throughout this world. And it was his singing of spirituals along with the singing of Schubert and uh, Schumann and Beethoven that landed him at the royal house of Queen Elizabeth at the time, and um, he gave a wonderful concert there. Now, uh, I read that he uh, would sing classical repertoire, and then maybe uh, after he'd done that, do spirituals. Yes. Do you do that in your, when you, in your concerts? I started out doing that, of course, singing the music of Schumann and Schubert and Ravel, and there was so much of a wonderful response when I sang the spiritual. I thought, you know, sometimes I start with dessert first. <laughs> so why don't I give people full concerts of spirituals? And the repertoire is so varied. And I decided to group them in groups like I would a leader recital. And it went over very well. But when people want the classics, the Ravel, the Schubert, I give them that as well. <laughs> if I had a voice like yours, I would stand up in food halls or, uh, you know, in, in malls and just start singing spontaneously. Have you ever just sung somewhere where it, it, it wasn't a concert hall just to see what people's reaction would be? I've sung in the subways of San Francisco, uh, some of the subways of Chicago. Wow. And um, it's been quite a unique experience. Whoever gets that concert it gets more than the fare for their train, that's for sure. <laughs> now, I understand that Mr. Hayes uh, went, he was sharecropping parents uh, and even uh, got in trouble at a, a Georgia shoe store uh, when he stuck up for his wife and his, and his daughter who, who would, what, were sitting in the whites only section and got kicked out. And then in 1923, he made $100,000. Uh, in one year as a singer. Yes. Uh, yes. So he's like Which you. is quite a lot of money then. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I think the median in income was $700 or something right, a year. Right, right. Um, uh, is that an inspiration to you? Roland Hayes is really an inspiration because he didn't let anything turn him around. He had that single purpose of mind, that vision of being one of the best and most respected and celebrated concert singers of his time, and he achieved that. That's amazing. Well, you've certainly achieved that, too. Um, you're going to now perform uh, a couple of songs that were arranged by Roland Hayes. One of them's called Little Boy. Can you tell us a little bit about that song? Little Boy is a masterpiece and one of my favorites, and it was a favorite of Mr. Hayes and his audiences because there are several characters in this spiritual, kind of like uh, Schubert's The Earl King. Hmm. In Little Boy, we have the Pharisees questioning the little boy, how old are you? We have Jesus answering. This is Jesus in the temple when he was only 12 years old, ah. and he had gone away from his parents, and they were looking for him, and he was in the temple and, and counseling and, and telling the elders about uh, different spiritual things and things in the Hebrew text at that time. And they were astonished, and some of them, in my inter interpretation, I believe, wanted to intimidate him. You know, who are you, little boy? And he says, I'm only 12 years old. And then there's the narrator who tells the story. So we have three characters here, and we go through pretty much the crucifixion of Christ in this one short spiritual. It's really a masterpiece. Okay. Thank you very much. Can we persuade you to sing some now? Of course. <laughs> Thank you. 
Mr. Robert Sims will now do two arrangements by the man whose reputation he's helping to restore and bring back to all of us, Roland Hayes, Little Boy and Then Live Humble.
amour, amour, amour yourself. The bells are down around the lyre. Amour, amour yourself. The bells on around glory and honor. Glory and honor, praise the Lamb. Dungeons on what he said, my Lord, he healed the sick and he raised the dead. I live on more, on more, yourself. The bells are done around. Did you ever see such a man as God? He gave up his son for the commander. He gave up his son for the commander just to save my soul from the burning fire. I live on board, on board, on board yourself. The bells are done wrong. Glory and honor, praise King Jesus. Glory and honor, praise the Lamb. I live on board, on board, on board yourself. The bells are done around the humble, humble, humble yourself. The bells are done wrong. We just heard baritone Robert Sims sing two spirituals, Little Boy and Live a Humble both arranged by Roland Hayes. I'm Tim Slover, and you're listening to Highway 89 on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio and Classical 89. Robert, let's talk about you a little more. You started uh, studying music, uh, starting voice, studying voice with Lena McLean, I believe, when you were 13? 13 years old. Uh, that's pretty young to start. Is it pretty young to start studying voice? Well, you know what? I was fortunate enough to study piano first ah. so I could read music. My joy was in singing, and, uh, but I loved playing the piano as well. And my teacher made me take a year of piano lessons before I started studying voice because she knew once I started singing, the piano <laughs> would go on the back burner. Um, uh, Lena McLean, your teacher said something about you. This is a little like this is your life. I'm going to read you quotes and ask you to comment. You know what? They're very moving when you read me these quotes, especially <laughs> the one by Odetta, because she was such a legend and appeared with me on my Carnegie Hall recital debut. And for you to talk about many of these people, uh, Lena McLean is still with me and um, will be 84 years old this year. And I just celebrated a piece of hers called um, I'm a Soldier Sweet. Uh, with the Chicago Sinfonietta in Chicago, and she was there. So wow. um, it was an honor to do that. And Any extra pressure? You, maybe she'd make you play the piano before you sang? No, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what she said. People ask me about when I first discovered the talent in Robert, and I discovered it when he walked into my room. I looked at him, and I saw that he was destined to be a musician and a singer. He had that gift all over him. He had that kind of presence that you know that a singer's going to have. You must have made an amazing impression at 13. Well, you know what? If I did, it was, it was subconscious. You know, I just had a desire and a 
a dream of being a singer. I had no idea where it would lead me. I thought singers, you know, sang in Vegas. I had no idea <laughs> that my uh, singing would be singing spirituals. You would and... blow them away in Vegas. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different career you yes, could do. Yes, yes. Uh, well, speaking of that, I understand growing up, your mother played Frank Sinatra and Barbra Streisand music, two Vegas yes, regulars. Yes. Uh, but your desire was to be a professional singer and an opera singer. Did that surprise your mother? Well, it's quite odd. You know, I grew up in Chicago, on the west side of Chicago. So in that neighborhood, uh, there weren't many young African-American boys who wanted to be opera singers. But the whole community was very supportive. I would practice in the stairwell of uh, my grandmother's two-flat building because that's where I got the biggest echo. (laughs) And the door was open out to the street because it was hot in the stairwell, so I needed some air. So my singing would go all up and down. It was called Polk Street, all up and down Polk Street. And, you know, some people would snicker and and others, but they respected what I had to do and, and my dream. And when I would get up, you know, going to my Saturday piano lessons and voice lessons with my little book bag, everyone knew that that's where I was going. And, you know, there was a kind of a pride, you know, about me doing this sort of thing. So it was great. Now, you're a young man, but I'm going to ask you to be a wise old father for a minute. If, if, uh, there, if there are people, some of our listeners, who have young, young people, young sons or daughters, who want to be musicians, want to be professional musicians, want to achieve some of what you've achieved, any advice to the parents? Realize that it is a slow process and that each individual talent develops at its own rate. If you're interested in being a singer, it would be very good for your child to learn the piano so that they can be a solid musician, and that takes encouragement, and um, be there for them, encourage them. I have to say my dad was at every concert when I was 12, 13, 14 years old, sitting in the back of the theater, and he still sits in the back of the theater now, be it Carnegie Hall, Symphony Center, wherever I'm singing, my dad is there. So, um, But his support of my being there when I was singing Earl Gardner's Misty at 13 years old oh, wow. is still stuck in my memory. So um, just encourage them. Wow. Thank you very much for some of those biographical details. I know there's more to say, but I'm going to ask you to sing a little more. Okay. Um, Robert will now sing uh, another arrangement by Roland Hayes, uh, Two Wings. And then he'll sing uh, what he referenced, I'm a Soldier. That song was arranged specially for him by that first uh, voice teacher, Lena McClinn. And it premiered, uh, Robert premiered that with the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. Lord, I want two wings of them a face. Lord, I want two wings of them on my feet. Lord, I want two wings to veil my face. And I want two wings for the flower. Lord, I want two wings to veil my face. Lord, I want two wings of veil on my feet. Lord, I want two wings to veil my face. And I want two wings for the Meet me, please, meet me, meet me in the air. And if these two wings fail me, Lord, why don't you meet me with another pair? Lord, I want two wings. 
wings of them face. Lord, I want two wings to veil on my feet. Why don't you give me two wings to veil my face? And this whole world can't do me no harm. Oh, Lord, I want two wings to veil my face. Lord, I want two wings to veil on my feet. Why don't you give me two wings to veil my face? And this whole world can't do me no harm. Oh, Lord, I want to veil my face. Lord, I want to veil on my feet. Lord, I want to veil my face. And I want two wings for the flower. Coming for to carry me home. Oh, swing low, sweet chariot. Coming for to carry me. Soldier, arranged by Lena McLean. I don't, I've never met Lena McLean, but I'm grateful to her. <laughs> I want to say thank you, Lena McLean, and your parents, and everyone that have brought us to this very special day for me and for all of our listeners. Uh, that uh, song, I'm a Soldier, sung beautifully by our guest, baritone 
Robert Sims, and that was preceded by the spiritual Two Wings. I'm Tim Slover, and you're listening to Highway 89. Uh, I'm uh, pleased to see that you crossed the pond and have sung in the United Kingdom uh, with the Gibraltar Philharmonic. You mentioned before that you'd uh, done a command performance uh, for the Queen. Uh, You've performed at New York's Lincoln Center, at the Smithsonian Institution, uh, the celebrated American church in Paris. Now, in all of these, you're mixing, I guess, classical repertoire with these beautiful spirituals. Is that right? In most of those venues, I was singing full concerts of African-American folk songs, spirituals. But, you know, if we can look at when this music was composed by the enslaved Africans in the 18th century, and it is the classical music. It is the the genesis of all American music. So, and I'm singing it in a classical way. Right. So it is my classical music, and just as important, or even more so than Schubert, Schumann, or Ravel, because it's my music. It's my heritage. And when I go to Europe. This is what they want me to sing. They want to hear something that's uniquely American. What did spirituals mean to the civil rights movement? The spiritual took on different meanings at different times. It brought an enslaved group of Africans to freedom. It was a music that came from the people that talked about their joys their sorrows, their hopes. It was a healing music. This music was very, very appropriate for the civil rights movement. Don't you let nobody turn you around during the slaves' time meant we're not going to let anybody turn us around. We're going to keep striving for freedom to get to the north. Some may come by water, some may come by land, but when we get to heaven, meaning the north, or back to Africa, we'll shake each other's hands. Some may come by water might have meant those that had to, you know, escape across the Mississippi, and a lot of them had to take some straw and put it in their mouths and use it as a breathing tube until their scents were, were worn off and the dogs couldn't find them any longer. Some may come by water. Others crossed by land. So it um, took on a different meaning during the Civil Rights Movement because it was, don't you let nobody turn you around. We're going to keep on walking, you know, keep on talking, marching into freedom's land. There's always so, a sense that you don't, when you hear these songs, and I'm sure when you sing them, but you don't want to give up. Right. You want to keep right. going. Yes, yes. They're timeless. Yeah. So they're encouraging songs, among other things. Definitely. And uniquely American because although enslavement happened on many other nations, Christian nations, it was only in America where this music came forth. And uh, it is the genesis of all American music. From this, we got blues. Then we got rhythm and blues. And, and country music is a form of the blues. And so uh, it's uniquely American. Gospel music all came forth from the spiritual. Robert, I have to make one, one, uh, one correction. Uh, I, it was Roland Hayes who sang before the Queen. That's yet on your agenda. That's something yet to happen. 
But That's it, true. And, and it would I, be the same queen, maybe. And you know what? I said I said Queen Elizabeth. It wasn't Queen Elizabeth at the time oh, okay. in, 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 um, in the 1920s. So I'm glad that you corrected that for me, and I'll correct that for Roland Hayes. <laughs> Thank you. I'm waiting for that command performance. Uh, I, I'll, I'll get an invitation somehow to that. Um, uh, so... We've talked about spirituals for a bit and where they sit historically. And you've talked about the coded messages that were in some of them. Where do they sit in your heart? They inspire me to keep going. And hopefully they will inspire my listeners. This American heritage that um, is a gift for me and for the nation, I feel so blessed to just be a part of it to be able to deliver it, to be able to, to live my dream. I wanted to be a singer since I could remember. And so I'm doing that, and I'm really blessed. We are the blessed ones today. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to get to hear one more song. Uh, this song is Witness. Ain't that a witness for my Lord? Lyrical tenor, Robert Sims. of man is this all nations in him are blessed all things are done by his will he spoke to the sea and the sea stood still now ain't that a witness for my lord ain't that a witness for my lord ain't that a witness for my lord my soul is a witness for my lord now there was a man of the pharisees his name was nicodemus and he didn't believe the same came to christ by night wanting to be taught of the human sight nicodemus was a man designed to know how a man can be born when he is old. Christ told Nicodemus as a friend, Man, you must be born again. Said, Marvel not, man, if you want to be wise. Repent, believe, and be baptized. Then you be a witness for my Lord. You be a witness for my Lord. You be a witness for my Lord. Saul is a witness for my Lord. Now you read about Samson from his birth. Strongest man that ever lived on earth. Way back yonder in ancient times, he killed 10,000 of the Philistines. Then old Samson went to wandering about. Samson's strength was never found out. Till his wife sat up on his knee. She said, tell me where your strength lies, if you please. Now Samson's wife, she looked so fair. Samson said, cut off of my hair. Shave my head just as clean as your hand. And my strength will come like a natural man. Oh, Samson was a witness for my Lord. Samson was a witness for my Lord. Samson was a witness for my Lord. Saul is a witness for my Lord. There's another witness. Oh, there's another witness. There's another witness. 
program of glorious spirituals has just concluded with Witness, sung thrillingly by Robert Sims. Well, unfortunately, that ends this most enjoyable edition of Highway 89. Our talented guests this hour were baritone Robert Sims and pianist Jane Galloway. Special thanks also to Marion Howe Taylor for helping to arrange this performance. And thank you very much, Robert, for making the trek from Illinois and for being with us today. Thank you. Uh, Robert Sims is an alumnus of Oberlin Conservatory, SUNY Binghamton, Northwestern University, and the Music Academy of the West. He's also a gold medal winner of the American Traditions Competition of Savannah, Georgia. Robert Sims' artistry is highlighted on four compact discs. This is one of the parts our listeners have definitely been waiting for. Four compact discs produced by Canti, C-A-N-T-I, Canti Classics. Uh, those discs are Soul of a Singer, Sims sings Copeland and Spirituals, In the Spirit, and Three Generations. He is also featured as a guest artist on two recordings with the Moses Hogan Chorale, Deep River, and Got a Home in Dat Rock. For information about his recordings, as well as his upcoming performances, visit his website, robertsims.com, R-O-B-E-R-T-S-I-M-S, robertsims.com. We're always glad to hear from you, our listeners, and welcome your comments and questions about this program. To contact us, simply email us at highway89 at byu.edu. Highway 89 is a production of BYU Broadcasting in Provo, Utah. The recording engineer is Mark Waite, and the show's producer is Jackie Tateishi. I'm Tim Slover. Thanks for listening.